This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we know that Democrats hate things like voter integrity measures, voter ID. We get that. They don't want you questioning anything about the election unless you're Hillary Clinton or Al Gore questioning an election you lost, right? Um, we know they love Zuckerbucks, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and their group, their Facebook money going into Democrat districts. But there was a story I saw yesterday about what appears to be another measure for them to tilt the election coming up in their direction that shockingly, almost nobody's talking about. We're going to lead the show with that today. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got an update on the Elon Musk case with Twitter. And you know Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank? He was on CNBC just filleting, filleting the Twitter board because they're going to find themselves in a lot of trouble very quickly. I've got that. DeSantis strikes again. Saki screwing up one more time. And an update on the whipping case. So it is going to be a loaded show for you today. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go, Daddy. It is showtime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. Why isn't this a bigger story? What is the Biden administration hiding about the 2022 election? Are they trying to interfere in the 2022 election like the media and big tech and others interfered in the 2020 election? Are they trying to do this again? Why don't they want people talking about it? Kind of strange, right? I saw this story in the Wall Street Journal, and I swear my first thought was, how is it that I haven't heard about this before? And what the hell are they hiding by denying Freedom of Information Act requests? Here's the piece. It's called Voter Registration Drive. What's Biden hiding? Apparently, they're mobilizing the federal government, the Biden administration, to sign people up. Well, as they note, the Wall Street Journal, that may sound benign, but it's far from it. Let me give you the background here, according to the journal, on what they're doing, the Biden administration. Because, folks, I don't trust the Democrats as far as I can throw them. And given my arthritic shoulders, even though my, even though my right one's a little better, I can't throw them very far. Here's what they note. That President Biden's ordering all agencies in the federal bureaucracy to, quote, expand citizens' opportunities to register to vote, to obtain information about, and participate in the electoral process. That language was from a March 2021 executive order titled Promoting Access to Voting. And they note it may sound benign, but it isn't. And it may conceal an abuse of power. But the administration, they note, is making it very difficult for the public to find out. Where have we seen this played out before, folks? We saw this play out with the Zuckerbuck scandal, remember? Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook, that group they were affiliated with, that were pouring all of this money into get out the vote efforts, and the money was disproportionately going to Democrat uh, Democrat districts that largely vote Democrat. Now, the federal government, if the federal government is using the federal bureaucracy and the agencies within the federal bureaucracy, whatever they may be, to engage in get-out-the-vote efforts, and those efforts are partisan-based, then, ladies and gentlemen, we got a serious, serious problem. Now, why would I imply that, that this may be a partisan effort? You get what I'm saying, right? If it's a nationwide effort, uh, you know, the get-out-the-vote, 
and it's done with no partisan intent, you may be able to pass muster on that. But if the Biden administration is taking taxpayer dollars to get out the votes for Democrats, we got a serious problem, a very serious problem. And I'm stunned. Like I said, I haven't heard this story. I haven't heard this story before. So these guys that wrote this article, they put in a FOIA request for these agencies back in December of 2020. They say our FOIA requests focus on agencies named, excuse me, in a December 2020 plan by the left-wing group Demos, which bears a striking resemblance to the president's order. More on that in a second. Demos urged the incoming administration to turn the bureaucracy into voter registration agencies. Yet, not a single agency has provided the documents this group has requested, and most of them haven't responded at all, violating the law, I might add. So this group is like, hey, wait, 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 wait. You've got federal agencies engaged in what appears to be a massive get-out-the-vote effort. We'd like to take a look at that to see what you're doing because the list of agencies that you guys are pushing for this voter registration effort seems to look a lot like a left-wing group called Demos that put out a paper showing that you should use these agencies to engage in a voter registration drive. I mean, wouldn't it be weird, right, if CMS... The Senator for Medi- Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services was doing some kind of voter registration. Was there a wink and a nod there to register people in certain areas over other areas? Gee, I'd like to know that. Now, of course, the left doesn't want you to talk about this, which we promptly give them the double-barreled family-friendly, and we talk about it anyway, because whenever the left tells us not to talk about this, it typically means they're worried about something. Don't you find it quite strange that legal FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests of the government, which you must reply to, it's not optional, it's not a question, it's an answer. It is a legal process that for some reason, these agencies are not responding, that they're violating the law to hide what they're doing with this voter registration drive. I find that kind of strange. I mean, you want to send a postcard to everyone in America, every, you know, everyone in America eligible. Hey, here's where you can register to vote. Okay, you probably wouldn't have a hard time with that. But wouldn't it be really weird, Joe, if let's say those postcards only went out to CMS Medicaid recipients in Democrat areas? That would be really weird. Yeah, real strange. (laughs) I mean, we already know they hate voter ID, Democrats. They hate any voter integrity measure at all. They love fraud. They don't want any questions about elections. We know that. We know they love to tilt the playing field with their Zuckerbucks type efforts. But folks, this would be a new low. I mean, this is stunning. Why isn't this a bigger story? I'm going to follow this and stay on top of this. I I have to be candid with you. I haven't heard about this story. I know about Demos and their group. I get that. But I hadn't heard about this. And this is really, really troubling, disturbing stuff. Now, what could be going on there? Well, we know the left has to cheat. We get that. I mean, the left and cheating in elections, I mean, that's their thing. They've been talking about elections and trying to steal elections for a long time. I mean, Look at the crap they pulled in 2020 with big tech, the crap they pulled in 2016 with the with the ridiculous collusion hoax. I'll give, I'll give you an update on that at the end if I can get to it. But we know they have to cheat, uh, cheat because the show is over for them. People are waking up. Their efforts to sexualize people's kids, their push to take over the schools and teach their kids that they're racist through CRT. Their high tax policies, which are leading us to nothing more than government spending and mass inflation. Their open borders policies being shown on the news now every night because of drone and social media technology. They can't hide their sick agenda anymore. So they have to cheat to win. And Republicans are figuring out, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, and it's not an effort to um, plan a wet one on anyone's caboose here. But I think Donald Trump really changed the game for Republican politicians. I'm serious. 
Now, instead of sitting back and letting the left's agenda run roughshod and constantly playing defense, which we did in the past, you know it. Republican voters, you know it. We used to apologize for things we didn't even do in the Republican Party. Donald Trump flipped the script on that. He created, I think, a new generation of politicians that figured out, screw this defense. The best defense, as I said in boxing all the time, is a good offense. Because when you're punching the other guy, he's not thinking about offense himself. He's thinking about defense. The best defense is a good offense. They're no longer accepting the standard media narratives. Here's what I mean. Ron DeSantis down in Florida. We haven't done one of these in a while, but this is a perfect example of Ron DeSantis strikes again. This guy gets it. <laughs> we haven't done one of those in a while. He gets, he never, ever stops going on offense, which forces the Democrats and the media, although they're a symbiote, they're the same thing, which forces them as they're all, let me explain. I don't want to screw this up. This is so important why going on the offense matters. Whereas the Democrats want to focus in like a laser on one DeSantis hoax, like Ron DeSantis gave out vaccines to the publics in Florida because they were a campaign donor, which was like a total hoax. It's the biggest grocery chain in Florida. As they're focused on that, DeSantis hits you in another direction with like the Disney thing or this thing. You get what I'm saying? The Democrats never have a chance to settle on one DeSantis narrative. They were just complaining about the redistricting in Florida, DeSantis's new congressional map. And DeSantis turns and hits him with a body blow as they were covering their face. You get what I'm saying? This is the way to do it. You hit them with so many fronts that they don't know where to allocate their forces. The Democrats have done this to us for years. And now DeSantis and Trump have figured out that when you flip the script with the dipsy do flipperoo, that the same phenomenon works in the other direction. It's impossible to get a narrative to stick if they constantly have to defend themselves. Here's what I mean. Disney, one of the most anti-family friendly companies in America, a company that has destroyed and decimated their entire reputation, sell their stock, do not go to their parks anymore, cancel Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Disney that has come out in favor of sexualizing kids in kindergarten. It's disgusting. Fighting against uh, DeSantis's anti-grooming bill. What? I don't know. Are they for grooming? It's gross what Disney's up to. DeSantis basically said, all right, Disney, you want to play a uh, heavy-duty ho- political hardball in the state? We can do that, too. So I want you to listen to this. This is DeSantis. It, there's a Reedy Creek district. The long and short of it is Reedy Creek allows Disney in that area, the Reedy Creek district to basically make its own, you know, govern itself in that district. Saves Disney a lot of money. Listen to DeSantis on that. Check this out. I am announcing today that we are expanding the call of what they are going to be considering this week. And so, yes, they will be considering the congressional map, but they also will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968. And that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. You see how it works? The lefties in the media are so focused on the congressional map in Florida and calling Ron DeSantis a racist, which is their answer to everything, by the way, which we already know. Laughably calling him a racist. And as they're focused on that, he flips the script takes on Disney again, and now they're back calling him like what? An anti-corporatist? I thought that was the left's message. You see how he constantly keeps them off guard? If you're thinking about running for office or supporting someone, this is the way you do it. You take this Trump, DeSantis model, and you go on offense all the time. And ladies and gentlemen, it works. I believe in facts and data, not BS. Post-millennial article, Nick Monroe be in the Bongino.com newsletter. Check it out. Most Americans still approve of Florida's anti-grooming law, despite the left smear campaign. New poll. 57% of people support the anti-grooming law in Florida. 47% believe don't say gay is a misleading label. Folks, we have lost 
for years on these culture wars fights. And now we're getting this Trump DeSantis model and the use of social media, of memes, of, 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 of everything that's have to be so serious, using memes and stuff and, and satire. Remember, there's nothing worse people hate more in power than to be laughed at. Nothing. We are starting to win and turn the tide because offense matters. The best defense is a good offense. You're not going to be grooming kids in our state, not in Florida. And it's starting to catch on. And they are in a panic. So much so, Jen Psaki yesterday ridiculously started crying about this bill because Jen Psaki and the White House are hell-bent on sexualizing your kids. It is the most freaky thing I have ever seen in my 30 years following politics. I have never seen anything like this. They are obsessed with teaching your kids about sex, telling them about their sex. I don't care about where you put your thing. I don't care. Stay, keep it out of the classroom. It's gross. Stop talking to kids about sex. It's disgusting. I don't understand where this is appropriate. I can't imagine being in an IBM C-suite with a bunch of executives talking about your five-year growth plan for your computer business or whatever it may be, and then one day going, hey, who was knocking boots last night with their spouse? Oh, me. You'd be fired instantly. This is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. Peppermint crying because they can't talk to, she has kids, right? Crying because they can't talk to their kids, her kids about sex in school. Uh, Jen, Peppermint, you want to talk to your kindergartners about sex? You do you. It's weird and super creepy, but you do you. Keep that out of my kid's classroom, period. Here was the great Kaylee McEnany. We adore in this show. Kaylee was on, I think, Hannity last night. And she addressed this. Jen Psaki, was it a podcast appearance? What was crying, crying, crying because she can't, uh, the White House can't force sexualize a bunch of kindergartners. She hit the nail on the head with this last night. Talking about, you want to cry about something? We'll give you something to cry about. Here, check this out. When my daughter goes to school, I don't want her learning about those things, coming home and teaching, being taught things that I then have to explain to her. And of all the issues to cry and get upset about, Sean, there's a war in Ukraine. There is bloodshed in our streets, children literally dying on the streets from crime that is totally out of control and rampant. There is COVID, where more Americans have died on Joe Biden's watch than on President Trump's. There is a lot to cry about. Namely, if you want to cry about one issue in this country right now, I think the press secretary should cry about the 62 million children that do not exist, that have been aborted because of Roe v. Wade, a heinous, heinous decision in this country that has exterminated about one fifth of the United States population. So if you want to cry, don't cry about forcing sexuality on kindergartners. That is sick. Cry about the 62 million children who can't even go to kindergarten. You got key clapping. We got a trifecta of applause here going. Yes. Yes. Got people dying in Ukraine. You got uh, tens of thousands of lives being snuffed out due to the plague of abortion in this country. I don't see anybody crying about that in the left. Disproportionately affecting many minority communities as well. I don't see anybody crying about that. Plague of crime in minority communities, Chicago and elsewhere. Wiping out the next generation living in fear. I don't see anyone crying about that. Kind of weird, right? All lives matter. All lives matter. Including our citizens in these minority communities being targeted by crime every single day. You want to cry about something, cry about that. They're citizens too. This is their country too. They're entitled to live in peace. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. 
And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. So small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So speaking of Saki, who was in tears yesterday, um, I I think a lot of people were in tears after uh, a bunch of border agents doing their job at the border, trying to keep people from entering the country illegally who were on horseback were accused of being slave drivers and whipping people. Um, Those accusations were ridiculous. They were farcical. Uh, They were defamatory. I think these border agents should sue. Remember the whipping saga? People were whipped at the border. They were whipped, really? Because it was just an investigation that determined that this was nonsense, which we knew from the start. They were reins, reins on the horses, you idiots on the left. But of course, there was a race narrative, a class warfare narrative, and an anti-law enforcement narrative. So that story worked out great for them, even though it was false. So Peter Ducey confronted Jen Psaki and said, hey, listen, you know, Joe Biden and you both accused these border agents of whipping people, now obviously false. When can they expect an apology? And of course, Zero Dignity Psaki's answer was basically go pound sand. Check this out. We've been told that the mounted Border Patrol officers the president accused of whipping migrants have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them? There is a process and an investigation that's gone through the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. The president said that they were whipping people, which would be a criminal offense, and they've been told they're not going to be criminally charged. And there was an investigation into that, and I'll let the Department of Homeland Security announce any conclusion of that investigation. You accuse these officers of brutal and inappropriate measures now that they've been told they will not be criminally charged. Will you apologize? And, Peter, there was an investigation into their behavior. So that investigation is playing out. Whenever it's going to be announced, the Department of Homeland Security will announce that, and I'm sure we'll have a comment on it after that. Go ahead. These people are just disgusting. They really, they have no spine at all. None, none, zero dignity whatsoever. You have these border agents who, by the way, their pay scale is public. You can go look to see what they make. I promise you, they're not making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. They're paid a rather modest salary to do an impossible job, secure a border nobody wants secured but them. The Biden administration doesn't care. I'm talking about the Biden administration. Obviously, you and I want it secured. They're paid peanuts for the risk they take, putting themselves on the front line every single day for an impossible job. And you've got these dipwads in the White House, this filth in the White House, calling these people, implying that they're slave drivers, that they were whipping people, knowing, make no mistake, knowing from the start the story was false. And when it's proven false, Is there any apology coming? No. These people are filth. They're filth. And they disgust me. And they should disgust you too. This is what leftists vote for. Destruction of people's lives based on their ridiculous fairy tales. All right, moving on. You got to do an update on the Elon story. Because Elon Musk, the story about Elon Musk and his potential takeover of Twitter, as I said every single day covering this, is not just about Elon and Twitter. It is about elections. It is about the free flow of information. It is about the First Amendment. It is about government big tech collusion to suppress free speech. It is about a lot of things. Elon's fight is a very brave one, regardless of your feelings about Elon Musk. He is looking to spend a lot of his money and a lot of his time on trying to get Twitter back to a free speech platform. Folks, his time is valuable. Elon Musk's time is probably the most valuable time in the world. Time's the same for all of us, but we're not all paid the same for it. Elon Musk is considered one of the tech geniuses of our time. 
The fact that he's spending all of this time to try and get Twitter back to a free speech platform, I have to tell you, is admirable. Fox News is reporting that he's going to make another move for Twitter within 10 days. This was coming out yesterday, so we got nine days left after Twitter adopted the poison pill to try to prevent Elon Musk from taking over the company by destroying shareholder value with the poison pill, which would create a dilution event and more stock hurting the shareholders. Folks, the Twitter board is digging deeper and deeper and deeper. I can't emphasize enough that the Twitter board has a fiduciary legal obligation to do what's in the best interest of Twitter shareholders. Now, they may have escaped lawsuits, which I'm not sure. I'm just I'm saying may may have escaped lawsuits in turning down Elon's buyout offer. Maybe. They may have escaped lawsuits on that, suggesting they were waiting for a better offer. But here's my question for you. If I have a financial obligation to do what's in Joe's best interest and someone offers Joe a job for $100,000 and I tell Joe to turn it down because I think another offer is going to come in for one twenty. You damn well better be sure that offer for 120 comes in. Yes, sir. And what happens when that 120 offer is from the same company that started the 100 offer and just upped it to 120? Sooner or later, you better tell Joe to take that offer or you're going to be subjected to lawsuits by Armacost. That's what's happening now. The Twitter board turned down the 54.20 per share offer saying, oh, I don't know, you know, fiduciary responsibility, you may have a better offer out there. We think the company's worth more. So now Fox is reporting that Elon's going to put another offer together with some other investors. Well, what if the offer is 60? Then what do you do? So just to be clear, you got no other paper offers, none, although you said you might. And then you get another paper offer and it's from Elon again at a higher price. You're going to turn that down? You think you're not going to get sued? I'm not sure you're not going to be sued about turning down the first offer. Turning down the second one, you're practically begging to be sued as a board member. They keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, one of the ridiculous assertions the Twitter board continues to make is that, no, this company has value above what Elon is offering, even though Elon's offering more than it's worth now. The stock is in the 40s. Elon's offering $54. So even though Elon's offering a premium, the Twitter board keeps coming back and saying, no, 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 we're, we're meeting our fiduciary responsibility to shareholders because we believe the company is worth more. You do? That's interesting because nobody else believes that anywhere. Matter of fact, the company is run so badly that people have been losing money on this stock who bought in for a very long time. Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. You know him, Kevin O'Leary? Kevin O'Leary, this is a little bit long, about a minute, 20 seconds, but it's worth your time. Kevin O'Leary, is a, he's a truth teller. If you ever watched him on Shark Tank, man, if he thinks your company sucks, he's like, hey, your company sucks. Here's Kevin O'Leary on CNBC yesterday talking about how awful of a company this really is, Twitter, and how they better perk up real quick to these offers. Check this out. This debate around curating content is not unique to Twitter. This is a problem for all social media platforms. And over the last decade, almost 10 years, this company's been public. And if you compare its performance, let's talk about investors. This is the most miserable investment you could have put your dollars into in social media. It has totally lagged all its other competitors, never grew anywhere near as fast as Google or Facebook or Instagram or even TikTok that just cleaned it out almost right away in a matter of months. You have to ask yourself, the, the rotating suite of executives that come through this thing and all the stock options issued over the last nine years have created virtually no value for the shareholder. Now, the best way to look at this is you gave them a decade. Why not get the whacking stick out and just start all over again? And that's what Elon Musk is proposing. The biggest risk for shareholders here, whether you believe in the free speech issue or not, is if Musk goes away. Then they're back in the same miserable place they are now. You know, there's Dante's hell. At the very bottom of that is Twitter. This has been a horrific place to try and grow a business. It needs change. It needs the whacking stick. It needs everybody cleaned out of there. And I think, frankly, if you ask me about free speech and who should be canceled, who's not, the reason this thing is underperformed is they've tried to do this curation by canceling voices and losing millions of followers. This is a business. Can we just talk about the 
Wow. <laughs> you hear it? You go, Kevin O'Leary. He goes, you know, there's Dante's hell and beneath that is Twitter. Now, listen, yeah, I get it. You may not, even though I've made some very good investments. Okay. You may say, ah, Dan, whatever, politics guy. I'm a, Kevin's not a politics guy. Kevin O'Leary is a business guy who's made a fortune in business. He's telling you this investment is garbage. The Twitter board is claiming to have this hidden value in the company. Well, if it's so hidden, they must be hiding it from the Twitter board because they can't grow it either. I got to take a break for one of our sponsors. But when I come back on the other side, he said something else in there about options. That, again, you're not wasting your time here. I've been mentioning it now, mentioning it for two weeks. How important that is what he said. He didn't say that by accident. How the stock options matter. Stand by, I'll get to that in a second. And uh, a clip by Joe Biden, probably, I'd have to venture to say his most hilarious clip yet, unintentionally hilarious. But the options thing matters. It's going to be important. Stay tuned. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. So Mr. Wonderful there stated the obvious that if Twitter company was so valuable, then why isn't it so valuable? Gee, the money ball rule strikes again. If he's a good hitter, why didn't he hit good? Twitter's so valuable, then why isn't it valuable? Why are all these people out there who have money to spend who want to make money not investing in Twitter? The answer is because Twitter's not valuable. That's why. The board at Twitter, the executives of Twitter, have not figured out a way to grow this company. They got smoked by TikTok. They've been smoked by just about every other social media company out there. And the only people that love Twitter are the leftist media types who can use it to manipulate elections. But he said something in between about the stock options. Folks, I've said to you for now a couple of weeks since Elon's offer. The stock options that were given out to employees, corporate executives at Twitter, and others, I don't know who else has a hand in these options, they are worthless. It's not like stock. Again, I'm sorry, I know the conservatives, you get this, but there are liberals listening who are kind of dopey and don't get it. If you're given stock in a company, then you're given stock. What it's worth, it's worth. You're given 1,000 shares at a dollar each, you have $1,000, right? The market price changes, it goes to $2, you have $2,000. That's not the way stock options work. If you're given a stock option, an option to purchase the stock or given the stock at a strike price, right? Let's say the strike price of the option is a dollar. Well, if the stock stays below a dollar and is 50 cents, you're not given anything. You're not given anything. You say, well, what if they're giving the option to buy it? Why would you buy it for a dollar if it's on the market at 50 cents? <laughs> you, you get it? You could just go buy it in the market cheaper. All of these employees at Twitter, not all, many of them, and especially the executives, are paid in options that are worthless. They mean nothing. They mean nothing. Who knows how many options were given away to people to incentivize their promotion of Twitter, whatever it may be. We have no idea. They're worthless. Elon Musk is offering them a pool of money for the first time where their stocks are actually going to be worth something. They have two choices. Take your millions in options or take zero. And these idiots are turning it down. That is how you almost, you almost have to respect the, 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 uh, the ideology. You don't have to like it, but you darn well better respect it in the sense that you understand the battle features ahead, the terrain features of the battle, I should say. These people want to censor so bad to manipulate politics and elections that you can't question them. They are literally leaving millions of dollars on the table to do it. It's sick. It's sick. But they want to censor and they want to censor so badly, even at the cost of millions, if not tens of millions of dollars of their own personal income, because they understand that Twitter censoring people will make people believe BS like this from Joe Biden. Here's Biden yesterday 
I mean, of all the dumb things this man has ever said, this one has to be the king of stupid statements emanating from the soup cooler of Joe Biden. Check this out. I was listed. I was had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make money while you're in office. But anyway, the point of it is this. An awful lot of people are hurting. It makes a big difference. Poorest man in Congress. Now, in one respect, Joe, he's kind of correct. I mean, Joe Biden, the name Joe Biden, and the associated assets with the name Joe Biden may make him poor by congressional standards because they all get filthy rich over there. Mm -hmm. But Joe... The big guy's very rich. Now, the big guy's like a Clark Kent Superman kind of thing. You're meant to believe they're two different people. The big guy, the superhero version of Joe Biden, and the Clark Kent Joe Biden. But they're really the same person. I've always wondered, I am a comic book buff, was growing up, how people didn't recognize that Clark was Superman with glasses on. It's the same guy. He didn't manipulate his face. He didn't use his powers from Krypton to up his cheekbones and lower his chin. It's the same dude. Glasses. Now, Joe Biden, what does he put the aviators on and he's the big guy? Now, if you believe this, you are probably a Twitter user who didn't see the story before the election about Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, engaged in an international multi-million dollar grifting operation with enemies of the United States where he's alleged to have taken significant amount of funds from enemies of the United States and other countries as well, the Ukrainians as well. And in emails, he's alleged to have passed money on to the big guy, as alleged by Tony Bobolinsky, the business partner of the deal. Porous, you, you would think he'd have a little more self-awareness to say dumb stuff like that, but he figures he puts the aviators on, he can turn into the big guy, and no one will notice that they're two different people. What a scammer. Folks, we got an important election coming up. We got a very important election coming up in 2022. Now, I know I told you in the beginning that the Democrats are obsessed with unleveling the playing field and tilting elections in their direction. I get that. But you are never going to get me to tell you to give up. I'm sorry. I got an email from a guy the other day. I'm not voting anymore. I don't believe my vote counts. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, so I, you want to give up, give up. I, I legitimately don't know what to tell you. If you're committing to, I'm giving up, try Canada, maybe Justin Trudeau will take, I don't know what to tell you. I, I legitimately don't know what to tell you. We won elections in Florida. We've won elections around the country. We have a 50-50 Senate, and we're within a few votes of taking the House. Your alternative is full Democrat control. And I wrote down a list of things you can get. You can get more inflation, you like that? More illegals in the country, more fraud, more sex in schools, more CRT, more taxes, and more mask mandates. Again, I'm not suggesting to you that elections aren't an issue and election integrity. I just opened the show talking about it. I literally opened the show talking about it. And I'm not suggesting to you either that the Republicans are going to be the solution to all your problems. However, I am suggesting to you with absolute certainty that the cause of all your problems are the Democrats in charge now. So you have two choices. Take your chances with one side or definitely get screwed by the other side. I'm taking my chances. Here's what I mean, folks. Washington Examiner. Please read this story. It'll be in the newsletter. Again, it's Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click subscribe. It's free. You won't spam your inbox. Anna Giertelli. 42 arrested at the border under Biden were on the terror watch list, according to DHS data, because I can see libs already. Where did they get the data? Uh, from Biden's DHS. Oh, okay. Now, to be clear, I think it's about 20 or so that were caught at the southern border. The other were caught entering illegally, nonetheless, but by different means. Folks, these are just the ones we know about. You want more of this? Folks, please, I'm begging you, again, with humility and respect. I'm not telling you the Republicans are the solution to all your problems. We got our own swamp to deal with there. But the Democrats are unquestionably the cause of this. And there is nowhere else to go. We can either fix this place or it really is over. There is no option C. 
There is no option B. Forget about C. We're never going to get to C. I say C so much. There's no option B. It's fix this place or nothing. Reminds me of what I used to say about grappling when I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. People would ask me, new guys, like, yeah, you got any, like, rules or guidelines for a guy? I'd be like, yes. Let me give you three rules of grappling. Stay off your back is rule number one. Rule number two, refer back to rule number one. Rule number three, if in doubt, check back with rule number two and rule number one. Those are my rules for grab. That's the rules here, too, about voting. You got to vote, folks. We need you. Terror watch list people sliding the country. How many do we not know about, by the way? How many gotaways? You know, gotaways, people who got away, so we don't know about them. So you can probably figure by simple math, and let me say I'm speculating here because we don't know. You can't prove a counterfactual. But if we caught 42 people on the terror watch list, how many do you think got away? 80, 120, 500? The answer is, I don't know. You don't either. Because they got away. Want more of this? Here's more of what's coming in the 2022 election. If we don't show up and show up in mass, grab your kids, grab your mom, grab your neighbors, grab everyone, put them in the van and take them to the polling location. And vote early. Some people say, oh, I don't vote early in protest. Folks, something could happen to you. God forbid you get in a car accident. I'm not a big fan of early voting either. I think it sucks. I've been a victim of it in my own election. It causes a whole bunch of headaches for candidates who have to staff polls for like 14 straight days and who don't have money. Rich candidates love early voting and staff the polls forever. But please, show up early. Something could happen. Here's what else you can expect. You can expect the mandates to come back if they win in 2022. Why? They're already going crazy that they can't force people to wear masks on airlines. Look at this Fox story. Furious liberals revolt after Trump appointed judge lifts mask mandate, calling them idiot airlines. Here's a guy on Twitter. I, I, this guy is just like his, his opinions on, on social media about are just because people laugh at him now. Eric Fiegelding. Dr. Eric Ding, he's a blue check mark guy, so of course he's got to be important. He is so upset he can't order you to put a face diaper on. He says, I will not be flying Alaska Air until they reinstate public safety measures against COVID. Boycott Alaska Air. Eric, please do that. Please, I don't fly Alaska Air much, but if I do, it would be really great to not have you on the flight. So I support that boycott 100%. Thank you, Dr. Eric Fiegelding. Please stay off Alaska Air. That's A-OK with me. They're losing their minds because they're upset with put. They want you in the diaper. Two, three face diapers, seven diapers, a crotch diaper, ear diapers. Joe, diapers over the eyes. You never know. Like you can you can use like, uh, you know, uh, you can you can feel your way around. If you get the diaper over your face, you don't want to get in your eyes either. No. I mean, ugh, the mask thing. I, I know I can't because I'll go on forever with the mask thing. Uh, I'm going to get this audio quick, a video coming up of Lester Holt from NBC again, suggesting falsely, as most of these media people do, that there is a strong body of scientific evidence proving the efficacy of these masks. That is not accurate. It is a straight up false thing to say. There is not a large body of evidence proving this at all. As I've said before, a well-fitted mask, there is some evidence that on the transmission side, if you're actively coughing, it can mitigate things. So if you're sick, you know, put a, if you have to go out, put a good mask on. There is zero strong, robust, randomly controlled trial evidence that these cloth masks are doing anything to mitigate the spread of COVID. Zero. They're just lying. I'll play that coming up in a second. My last sponsor, you hear him at the beginning of every show. So I love having him here because it's important to have a VPN. When did we decide to stop upholding free speech as a basic right? What's playing out right now, big tech companies and social media sites sets a really dangerous precedent. Look, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech control of the internet, I use ExpressVPN. You ever wondered how free to access tech giants make all their money? Well, they track your searches, your video history, and everything you click on. They build a, pro a profile on you. Do you know that? And then they sell off your sensitive data. I'm not having that. You shouldn't either. That's why I use ExpressVPN. When you use it on your computer or your phone, 
You anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your activity difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. Here's what's more here. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. Folks, it's really easy to use. I can use it. I ain't that tech savvy. It just takes one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by Business Insider. So stop allowing big tech to revoke your right to free speech. Why not revoke their right to your data instead? Secure your internet today with the VPN I trust and use for online protection. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three extra months free with my exclusive link. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. Thanks, ExpressVPN. Okay, here it is. Lester Holt from NBC. Of course, the media has to pile on with an ongoing disinformation campaign about masks, insisting somehow that there's some phantom body of research no one's seen proving the efficacy of these, uh, these things. Here, check this out. Many health experts point out that legal decision may not square with science and an upward tick in COVID cases around the country. The new freedom to doff face masks on planes they warn may also put small children and those with compromised immune systems at risk. And now late word, the Justice Department may appeal the judge's ruling. Like as I told you yesterday, the justice, the Biden Justice Department appeals this ruling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a disaster for them before the election, but they don't care. It goes back to me telling you, I get the emails all the time. Dan, stop warning the Democrats about what they're doing wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can't stop. Do you understand these people are in a cult? It doesn't matter. They know they are going to get annihilated in the 2022 election. They will demand you put the face diaper back on, even if you tell them, get the hell out of office. The only thing that will stop them are real material losses. I can't say it enough. When they lose power, they lose assets, they lose jobs in some cases, they lose lobbying gigs. When that happens, this will change. Which makes it even more important you vote in 2022. Here's another thing that will be coming your way. More taxes. Biden's already talking about raising the corporate tax. Oh, that affects businesses. Really? It affects businesses? Who do you think the businesses get the money from? Oh, me? Yes, that's right. Me and you. That's where businesses get the money from. So when businesses have to pay higher taxes, they charge higher prices and they pay their employees less. See, Democrats don't tell you that because they're idiots, okay? I'm a Republican. I care about the truth. I'm a conservative first. And I tell you the truth. When you tax corporations, which are just groups of people who get their money from people and their value from employees, they pay employees less and charge people more. Of course, Democrats won't tell you any of that. They just love a quick, easy talking point. So if we lose in 2022, you'll be getting more taxes, too. And I've never seen a study more. I should say that's a better example of the difference between blue state, big spending, high tax policies and red states than this. So they put out a list. Paul Bedard covered it in the Washington Examiner. Again, be in the newsletter today. Red states, top blue states for low taxes and the best economies. So here's the list. In its 15th annual report, Time for Tax Day, the American Legislative Exchange Council reports that eight of the best states for economies and taxes are Republican controlled. While every state in the bottom 10 are controlled by Democrats, the worst being New York. Now, Joe, we haven't said this in a while, but in some limited circles, what would we call that? A clue. A clue. Yes, (laughs) sir. We haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, that's an old timer. We've been using that from the beginning. That would be, you know, criminal investigator and all. Joe's learning these skills. That would be called a clue. (laughs) The top, uh, top 10 states, eight of 10 are controlled by Republican policies, right? And Republicans. The worst 10 states for their economies are all led by Democrats. We'd call that a clue, but Democrats don't call that a clue because they're clueless. They don't get clues. Like They lie to you all the time, okay? They're also lying to you. That's why I brought up the corporate taxes. Biden wants to hike the corporate tax, and if we, we lose in 2022, we'll have the votes. And I get it. Democrats listening to that. That's great. Make those businesses pay more. Okay, you're a moron and a sucker. They're not going to pay more. You're going to pay more. Why? Because they're already paying more now. They are. Yeah, they are. Now, the Democrats listening to this show are like, corporations can't possibly be paying more. Donald Trump cut the corporate tax from 35 to 21% in 2017. So if he cut the corporate tax rate, 
that clearly means corporations were paying less. I'm sorry, you're really not that bright. Cutting tax rates a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time leads to higher tax revenue. Why? Because when you cut the taxes on people, the money goes back into the economy. When the economy grows, so you're getting a bigger piece of a larger pie. You don't believe me? Here's the data right in front of your face. Again, liberals, data, facts. I know it's not your thing, but just try it for once. Open those eyeballs, clockwork orange style. Wall Street Journal, corporate tax reform worked. Revenue is surging, exceeding even what the CBO and critics predicted. So here's a little chart. Remember all the critics after Donald Trump cut the corporate tax rate again from 35 to 21%? Gosh, these corporations are going to get over. They're going to pay even less, did they? Well, here's what they estimated. Look at the numbers. So after the tax cuts, the CBO alarmist said, here's what they'll raise in 2021, 22, and 23. They'll raise $327 billion, $353 billion, and $388 billion. Now, you want to see the actual numbers? So in 2021, they raised $372 billion. I don't know, Joe, but that looks like more than $327 billion, the estimate. Yeah, it just yeah. $372. Oh, did, okay, thank You're you. Cool. Just, you can keep your eyes on that. My eyes are getting a little bad as I get older. So remember, they told us we would lose money after the tax cut. That's weird because it's actually more than their estimate. Um, 2022, it says the actual corporate tax revenue was $454 billion. Yet the CBO estimated three hundred fifty-three billion. Again, Joe, is that it's it's more more right? Yeah, it's on the high it side. Is, yep. Yeah, on the high side. Thank you. Yeah, hundred hundred billion more. Um, so again, as I've told you repeatedly, after the Reagan tax cuts, tax revenue doubled. After the Bush tax cuts, tax cuts uh, went up dramatically. We had like the largest, something like the largest two uh, four year run in American history on the income tax side. Donald Trump cuts the corporate tax rate and tax revenue goes higher, even higher than the CBO's estimates by $100 billion. But yeah, don't, uh, don't let facts get in the way of a good argument. Why? It's very simple, folks. You cut the taxes on, say, steel, the scissors are cheaper for the barbers. When the barbers can buy better scissors, they can do better haircuts. When they can do better haircuts, they do more business, and therefore raise more money. When they raise more money by doing more business, they pay more taxes. And then they buy more and better scissors after that from people who buy more steel, which even though the tax rates lower on the corporation side, the economy grows bigger. Would you rather, I mean, you have to ask yourself, right? Would you rather have, say, 20% of a $100 economy? Or let's use the actual numbers. The tax rate was 35%. Would you rather have 35% of a $100 economy or 20% of a $10,000 economy? Well, if you're a liberal, you're like, oh my gosh, I'd rather have the 35%, of course, because math isn't really your thing. Check that out and get back to us. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed uh, the show today. Uh, we really, uh, really busted our butts to put together a good show. The, uh, the news cycle's been kind of punishing, but when you go and look, there's a lot out there you need to know about, including that voting, uh, that voting thing. That's serious. I'm going to stay on top of that. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to my show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. Looking to get the 3 million subscribers soon. We really appreciate it. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.